0: where the hell have you been soldier training sir what kind of training son pizza training sir
1: welcome to episode 34 of Drew and Sam Talk Training, I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I am Sam with Bowser Consulting. That was nice with the Bowser Consulting. Well, I thank you very much. Kind of like uh, Christopher walking with the ladies and gentlemen, the Foo Fighters. Yeah.
0: If you've exactly. ever heard him
1: do that, it's awesome.
0: Hey, uh, Give me a little bit more cowbell, will you? Exactly. Same episode.
1: In this episode, in fact, we're going to talk training, no books, no interviews, just Sam and I talking training. And we teased it on the last episode. So I think this episode, we're going to talk about training moments and how to handle them. Maybe like a chief joy officer would. What do you think, Sam?
0: I love it, man. I I cannot wait for the riffing to begin because this this is an important topic.
1: I'm going to start with a story, an event that happened to me with a recent client. If you're Okay with a moment of storytelling. What would happen if I said no? Then I would just say, okay, you tell a story, Sam. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm gonna say yes. Go ahead. Fantastic. So I was teaching the better than yesterday visit system for supervisors. And we're in a store. Store had some food issues, and the supervisors going through some inventory stuff. And I'm up front with the assistant manager, and she's looking at this trade dough. And the tray of dough is within date, but expired. Uh, for those of you that know, you know. I ask her, what do you think of this dough? And she's like, well, you know, it, it, it's a little big. It, it's kind of all touching. Um, I, I did pop the bubbles on it. it. It's a little flat. I'm like, okay. Again, what do you think of the dough? Like, is it stuff you want to make pizzas with? Do you want to use it? And one of the supervisors at that moment is walking by our conversation. Now, before I tell you what happens, Sam, what am I doing with this AM at this moment?
0: I believe that you are having, in real time, a coaching session. And I love that you are taking inventory of their knowledge first so that you can decide how to best use this coaching session. Exactly it right. I need to know exactly what she knows. I have known this assistant for 35
1: seconds. So I'm just asking questions. I know what the answer is. I need to know what she knows supervisor walking by. Here's the conversation. Paps the AM on the shoulder. The AM turns to the supervisor and the supervisor says, once you pop the bubble on the dough, it's expired. You need to scrape that whole tray and walks away. She goes, the assistant manager looks at me and she goes, wait, is, is, is that what I need to do? I'm like, that is, that is the correct solution at this moment. And she goes, okay. And she takes the dough tray to the back and And she goes to scrape it into her trash can. And I call the supervisor over who for this moment, uh, for, for ease of conversation, uh, the supervisor's name will be Sam. Okay, cool. I go, I go, Sam, what did you just do? Uh, I fixed the problem. You absolutely did in that moment. You absolutely completely fixed that problem. The question I have for you, Sam is what does that assistant manager know? Do they know what expired dough is? Oh, I
0: should. I just told her.
1: Yes, you did tell her, which means every time there's expired dough, their thought process is going to be to either look at it and ask, do I call Sam to find out if this is expired? Or what did Sam tell me to do with expired dough? We've created a moment where we're telling them what to do instead of how to think. The AM I was dealing with, she doesn't know how to grade expired product or how to grade dough. She just knows that Sam said, now scrape that. Right.
0: It seems like it was done with negative reinforcement instead of positive reinforcement and a chance to learn.
1: Correct. We've hit on Richard with the, the interview and his books, but Rich Sheridan was telling us about about when you the, the posters in his office, give people a chance to say, I don't know. Because it allows them to learn. Now, I, I ended up finding out that this this am doing the best she could. Um, training wasn't a ton. It's fine. Because once we had the conversation, you know what expired looks like when it's really bad. We don't know why it's expired. And now I could bring the supervisor and say, so how would you walk this person through teaching them what reading a dough tray looks like and what good dough is versus bad dough? And that it could be good in the tray or good on the, the label, but still be expired dough. Explain it to her. And the supervisor got it. And the supervisor and I had a great moment. And then the supervisor went back and helped continue to train the AM. But it's just one of those times where, and I know you've seen it, Sam, it's a a speed environment, right? Everything's around seconds. If people stay five minutes too long, it can cost the company $200,000 or whatever the crazy corporate math was I used to do with 400 corporate stores, right? So it's so much easier when I see an issue and I know what the solution is. I'm just going to tell you what the solution is. But Sam, when I do that, what does that, what environment
0: does that create? Not a good one. I'll tell you what Rich would say. It creates an environment of fear. And in an environment of fear, there can be no growth in learning. You know You know what this reminds me of, Drew? Fire away, Sam. You remember your, your old friend, Dave, who was a puppy pusher? I do remember puppy pusher, Dave. There was a story about a guy training his dog to be potty trained. And every time the dog would defecate on the carpet, the owner would rub the dog's nose in it and then throw him out the front door. And then lo and behold, after about six weeks of this particular type of training, the dog learned. So he comes into the living room. He takes a great big crap in the center of the living room, rubs his own nose in it and jumps out the front door. So, you know, are we teaching the people what they need to know or are we teaching them to react the way we're going to react? And, you know, in Friend of the Show, John U Bacon's podcast, he had the dean of the University of Michigan LSNA, and she said that the key to successful training is to remember what it's like not to know. And I think we fall into that trap all the time inside our restaurants because truth be told, we're not doing rocket science. The stuff that we need to teach is not horribly difficult unless you don't know how to do it then it's extremely difficult and we've got to, I'm out, I'm out the, the first, the first thing we
1: do is tell somebody to go get a spoodle.
0: What's a spoodle. Well, <laughs> right. a like, spoodle. <laughs> I mean, my goodness gracious, who, who the heck knows what a spoodle is. And, you know, you want me to do the PRP ASAP so we can get better ADT and you want, you know, I mean, we're just, we've got to teach people the language and we've got to start to teach people at their pace, not our pace, if we ever want them to get to our pace. We've got to remember what it's like to not know. Or we're just going to be looking at dough and throwing it away like supervisor Sam did. And then the, the manager in training's going to be there going, I don't know what I did wrong. I didn't learn anything there other than Sam's mad at me now. Wow.
1: And the only time Doe is going to get thrown away is when you're there as the supervisor. There you go. Oh, which that's- is so much worse on top of it. Right. I, right. I'm such a huge fan of this. I don't know. And then, um, go slow to go fast, go slow to go fast. I have been pounding on go slow to go fast since I started this, whether it was watching Kevin Shaw twitch, as I was telling people, go slow to go fast. Cause Again, it's a 30-minute business. We all want to fix everything today. How long have we been talking product, service, and image, Sam? 60 years? Uh, 62. Two? Yeah. I'm it, I just mean guessing, 62 years from now, guess what they'll be talking about?
0: Well, hopefully, they'll still be talking about product, service, and image because... It'll just be robot image and drone image. That's all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Could be. <laughs> I mean, we've just... We've got to understand that the most valuable resource we have in the restaurant is the people that have chosen us to be their employer. And we've got to respect that choice by giving them the skills and knowledge that they want, that they deserve, and that we need them to have if we're going to create the metrics that we want. And it doesn't happen the way Supervisor Sam did it, going by and seeing something wrong and just taking care of it because you're exactly right if he's not there then who's going to take care of it the
1: difference between fixing it because right at that moment it's fixed but it's not solved it's going to happen again and again and again and that's how we get on that operations hamster wheel i've told them a thousand times and yet here we are there's no dates on this or that's expired again because we fixed it we
0: didn't solve it we are more interested in putting out fires than preventing the same fire coming up again. We just want to put the fire out.
1: That's because it's so much more fun to put the fire out, Sam. Well, I and mean, it's so much easier. You've got the gear on, you got the big hose, you can become the hero. Have you ever seen a story written about man does not start fire?
0: Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's so true. <laughs> Have you ever heard the story about supervisor does not take vacation? Um, often, actually. Or manager does not take vacation. Or manager takes phone call of, we're out of toilet paper, what should we do? The open signs on fire. We talk about the same scenarios over and over and over again. And yet we still walk by things that are wrong and just fix them instead of stopping, taking a breath and thinking to ourselves,
1: what could I teach right now? And if we take that teachable moment, and we don't make it about the dough tray, but we make it about how do you find the answer all of a sudden now, when the team member has another issue come up, they can go, wait a second. I don't know what the answer is, but I know where I can go to get it. And it's not my GM or the supervisor. It's insert thing here. And that's when the learning really
0: starts. You think there's a possibility that we are leading from a position of fear as well? Well, if I, coach them on this, they're going to leave. If I do this, they're going to leave. I mean, I, I hear that from some of my clients. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. We can't, we can't correct that image issue
0: because they'll quit. Legit heard that yesterday. Yeah. 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 I had a sentence in a store, young lady, just, I mean, dude, this, this gal was just amazing at the cut table. She was, this is going to be my new catchphrase. She was rocking The rocker blade. I mean, she was, yes, she was doing an amazing job. She had an opportunity for image improvement. And I told the person that was leading the store, I said, we need to take care of this. And 30 minutes later, they hadn't taken care of it. So I took it upon myself to take care of it. And I walked over to her with the big book of standards. And I read her the piece where she had the opportunity. And she looked at me and she said, Thank you so much for telling me. I think we're so lost in this we're worried they're going to quit, that we've lost the fact that the team members we want on our teams want to do a good job. I think you coined it very early on in the podcast. Instead of holding people accountable, we should hold them able. And if they're not able to follow the standards because we haven't set a full-fledged expectation, then we need to hold ourselves accountable for being bad leaders. And we need to take the blame for that.
1: And and we talked about this a little bit at the last episode, right? If it's wrong, it's my fault. If you did it right, it's you. And and as soon as we do that, the ego goes away. And now we can get to actually what the issue is to solve it. And whether it's, it's rocking with the rocker blades, having the image discussion. I mean, there's just so many learning opportunities in the store. And we just run them over. Mm-hmm. Because it's quicker. Mm-hmm. Hey, Stamp, how how good are you at
0: math? I consider myself a pretty good dude when it comes to math.
1: Let's take my activity with the assistant manager. Let's say it didn't get run over. How long do you think that conversation would go? Include the training moment where she learns what where to find the expired dough. I mean, ballpark me. Anywhere from 45 to 90 seconds. Let's go high on that. Let's take the 90 seconds. Okay. In fact, you know what? Let's go two minutes. Let's go two minutes. Gotcha.
0: How long did it take the supervisor to tell her just throw it away? 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Let's do 20 seconds. Because if you're going to make me do math, I'm going to set myself up for success.
1: That's why I picked two minutes. They they were both big brain thinkers this episode. Uh, Look at us. I like it. So if it took 20 seconds to tell that AM to throw it away, and I'm a supervisor, six doors, 18 members of management, how many conversations am I having that are 20 seconds long?
0: Regardless of what the math is, the correct answer is too many. Right. That's just it. Like, like as soon as I, I
1: have the conversation in like, let's assume I don't even do it with each team member. I just have it in each store. I'm still at six minute. Well, I'm still at three minutes in a store. So it still takes me longer to do those conversations. And guess what's going to happen in two weeks? And have the conversation again and again and again and again. Like there's at the very moment, as our puppy pusher Dave would say, at the moment of choice, at that moment of choice where we can fix it or solve it, you chose fix because it saves time this moment and it costs you so much time and energy later down the line. And that's that energy moment is what creates burnout because, because if, it, if we're doing that on, on that dough tray and on that tub of expired, green peppers and on the store not having a thermometer and on the rocker blade that wasn't clean and sanitized. Now you're having those 10 and 15 conversations every store visit of just do this because I kind of told you to. You don't know why, but I keep coming in and telling you the dog learns to stick its own nose in and jump out the door. The team members learn faster. And the supervisor just gets this place where they hate everybody because all they're doing is telling everybody everything they're doing wrong and no one is learning anything because the supervisor is the pillar of knowledge or the
0: DM is the pillar of knowledge. What if we made that longer conversation even longer, which in turn would make the total time spent exponentially shorter? And we put a 10 second tagline at the end of the 120 second training period and we said, now your responsibility is to teach three people what you just learned. You know, I never say three. I just say, tell me one
1: person you could teach to them, I love tonight it. or tomorrow. I always just go to one. Yeah, But even if like, like, but that's just it. Right. And, and the glory of that is then that AM is going to teach that person. And I, as the GM or the supervisor, don't, didn't don't have to free time. You can go on to the next thing.
0: Wow. I like I, it. it
1: hmm. Sam, that, that learning moment is just. It, it just kills me every time. And again, I get why, right? Because it's so much easier and we know what the solution is and we know what the answer is. It's
0: just so much faster. So let me see if I can button this up because uh, we're uh, again in final approach, I think. Oh, is it time to, to sink the plane? <laughs> time to land the boat? It could be. So let me see it. Park the let train. me see if I picked up what you laid down. So what I think I hear you saying is instead of see something, do something, it should be see something, train something. And that we should also put the responsibility on the learner to teach someone else so that we become better fire prevention experts instead of firefighting experts. Because if we are the firefighting expert and a fire jumps up in a restaurant we're not in... Who's going to put the fire out?
1: That's just it. It, only, it goes only to the fire expert, whereas I want an entire team of fire prevention. Only you can prevent wildfires. I want a team of Smokey the Bears. Do people still know Smokey the Bear?
0: I think they like, do. I want a
1: whole team of Smokey the Bear.
0: I do. You do. If we've got a team of fire prevention experts instead of a team of fire watchers. Which are fire starters. Our extinguishers, But wouldn't that be a, a much better experience for all of our cu- customers of chose, chosen Domino's pizza?
1: It, it would be, but it would be an actually so much better experience for the team members because they'll feel like yeah. they know what they're doing because they will.
0: And if we empower them and we teach them how to do things, they feel better about their job, which may give them a sense of responsibility, which may make them want to actually show up, which may make them deliver the best Domino's Pizza experience possible, which as a general manager just made your job exponentially better.
1: And if you're not sure if that's going to work, go back and re-listen to Corey McKenna's interview.
0: Yeah, there you go. So just all kinds of things that um, training people will bring you, which absolutely includes the possibility of uh, listeners, be careful. You're about to hear a phrase that you've never heard or, or certainly don't understand, but this training could give you the possibility for what Drew and I would call a quality day off. I know occasionally,
1: Sam, you and I pile a lot onto Lucas in the, in the post prep of these episodes because, well, what the listeners hear sounds really good. And it's completely because of Lucas and, and very slightly only because there are words coming out of our mouths. And, and I say this this way because that quality day off, I almost want some, some awesome sound drop to it. Like, like in my head. Um, so you don't want to be in my head, but I'm a huge Monty Python fan. And in all of their cartoon bits from Monty Python, there's always like the trumpets that pull up and it's like, dun, da, 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 quality day off. Like, like that's exactly like what that. I picture in my head. Every time we say quality day off is dun, da, 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 da. But that's, you know.
0: Well, we hopefully this piece doesn't hit the, the cutting room floor. But uh, Lucas, I think you have just been officially challenged by Drew Helmholtz uh, to come up with uh, a new sound bite for quality day off. Um, and I can just I can hear Lucas now because I've known him a long time and Possibly, I think, all of his life. I'm thinking he's saying challenge accepted.
1: quality Quality, day day off all right listeners take that moment and make it a training moment teach your team to think not to do with that thanks for listening so much thanks for listening to the new shorter quicker format we'd love it if you share these episodes with your friends like them follow us and subscribe the more people we get to do that the more cool big name writer author guest type people we can have john gordon we're coming for you this has been episode
0: 34 of drew and sam talk training i am drew with better than yesterday consulting and i am sam Bowser with Bowser consulting hey go out sell more pizzas and have more fun That's all, folks. (laughs)